welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. And we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. And if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to bring a new episode out for you today. I hope you had a great summer. I had a great few weeks off, and I'm in an excited mood to get back to bringing you awesome interviews with extraordinary moms and extraordinary women. Today, my guest is Allison Faulkner. She and I have been best friends since seventh grade. And so, when I say I know the blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into this book, the amount of life experience, the wisdom that has come from her living these principles that she writes about, working with other women, teaching, coaching, mentoring, going through really hard personal challenges that have helped her to further clarify how to really feel awesome even when life simply isn't awesome all the time. These are things that I know will mean so much to you, and this book is just incredible. She's done such a fantastic job with You're Already Awesome, and I hope that you pick up the book. I hope you enjoy this conversation between two friends, getting to the root of, are we all really awesome? What is our unique value that we add to the world, and what do we do when we don't feel awesome? We cover all that in today's chat, and so I'm so excited to share with you my episode with Allison Faulkner. All right, I'm so excited to be chatting with Allison Faulkner today. Hi, Allison. Again. Yay! I love to come on your it's the best it's the best and you know sometimes you just have to put it on the calendar in order to make these types of conversations happen life just gets in the way of of friendship i know i know freaking life but i'm very excited to be here i love you and i'm just glad i get to talk to you oh well thanks well for people that aren't familiar with your work in the past it's evolved a lot and so we're just gonna like jump into allison today because you have a book launching I want to know this book has been so long coming it's called you're already awesome if you had written this book 10 15 years ago what would that book have been versus kind of the book that ended up coming out of you did you have a vision of what you thought it would be before you're so good and you have all this insider information too right like (laughs) yes I do Jessica really, really knows me. You know, that's such a good question. And I could not, I could not have written the book and have the lived experience to testify to the principles 10 or 15 years ago. So I do think it's an interesting idea. I I didn't feel qualified or validated to write a book. It was like I was out there. I always wanted to write a book. I mean, I've wanted to write a book since you've known me probably in middle school. Like that just sounds like something I would be, I want to do. I know it's something I want to do. And so I think they thought, you know, I need to, to achieve enough or be important enough or suffer enough or be validated enough or build a big enough platform or audience or It's interesting because like things that aren't really going to fix the 
fix anything are a, sh- a shift target. It's a movie target. Mm-hmm. And so I read essays that I wrote in college. And I remember like about four or five years ago, reading some essays I wrote in college and sitting on my living room floor with these essays around me. And I just was like, these are so good. Mm. What have, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> if I had written a book when I was 24 or five, it would have been very, very different, but it would have been my truth in that moment. Mm. And so, and, and it would have been great and it would have been real and it would have been just as valid as what I wrote and have written today. Mm. Right. However, I also see the beauty in God's timing and planning because I'm in the place now emotionally, physically and mentally to be able to put this book out and the impact of it or whatever the feedback or whatever the result is, it's not going to define me and it's not going to take me out or propel me into feeling like I have to maintain some sort of momentum. So the Mm. actual content of the book, I think the, the difference in the content of the book is the, the aspect of presence and inherent wholeness. And that's, that's the key piece of content. That's the key understanding that underlies that the book is split into 12 shifts and kind of the thesis is you're already awesome so why don't you feel it? Hmm. And so these 12 shifts, it's like, well, I don't know. Well, you cute. You think, I, yeah, I'm awesome, but I feel like crap or, but I make these mistakes or, but this person still feels this way about me. Hmm. And so through the 12 shifts, all of them come back to, and there, there are things that over the last 10 or 15 years I've explored and discussed and talked about and taught but with the added understanding of inherent wholeness, mm-hmm. the added, and it's not just understanding, it's the lived experience of knowing that no matter how much I achieve and accomplish, earn, or prove, I'm never, never, 38 years later, never going to feel as awesome as I am when I'm looking for that in any way outside myself. I love that question because like, I, I mean, I really can tell the difference and it's cool to get to like show up and say, I know it. Yeah. Like I know it. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor, Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers, and they contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. Like Organifi Green Juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. Or you can try their Organifi Red Juice, a superfood punch that increases energy without the caffeine and only two grams of sugar. Have you looked at the labels of some of the stuff that are on the shelves these days? Things that claim to be healthy and good for you? They're just not. They're packed with so much junk. But each Organifi blend is easy to use by mixing simply with water with your or your favorite beverage while on the go, and they don't compromise quality for taste. 
They take pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to just less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com slash EEP and use code EEP for 20% off your order. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com backslash EEP and use code EEP for 20% off your order. Thanks so much Organifi and I hope you'll pick up some for your family today. Now let's get to it with Allison. And I think the difference based on what you're saying is like you you knew it before but you're fighting to believe it and live yes. it out today. And yeah. I think a lot of people in their 20s, I think you're kind of just living from a place of your own personal experience. And then through the work you've done and then just in general, people just living their lives in your 30s and into your 40s as you're kind of crowdsourcing, like what makes other people tick? You know, how, why or why not are other people feeling awesome or believing in themselves? Why are people going for their dreams and other people feeling like they're disqualified from that? And as you've helped so many people in your work, I think gathering that data and gathering those other personal experiences, it helps you to create this this new like collective narrative that starts with mm-hmm. you, but then it kind of ripples out to be like, well, what's the bigger picture? Like, are we all actually awesome? Or are some of us like yeah. not? <laughs> and the truth yeah. is like, we are, it's, and you can good, believe it. Good can, question. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. And it's, it's a question that you have, to, well, you don't have to do anything, so, but it's a question that benefits you mm-hmm. to start within yourself, but like all sorts of things, we can say, well, it's not true for that person who hurts children. Mm. How can it be true for that person who hurt me? Mm. Um, and it's interesting because that's almost a sneaky it, it, it's not almost, it is a sneaky way that our mind wants to start disqualifying us. Because at the end of the day, if every single person, and this is with each shift. So like the first shift is I can wake up to my awesome. And I put that one as the first shift because it is a discussion of your inherent wholeness. What do I mean by awesome? What do I mean? I mean, yeah, like you and I were from San Diego. Awesome. Like, Yes. <laughs> But I I genuinely mean like jaw-dropping awe, Mm. beauty. You are like awe-inspiring, awesome. And which with each of these shifts, they invite you back to one, how do you feel about it? Do you believe if it's true for you? What would it look like if it's true for you? Here's a lived experience of my story or someone else's story in which this benefited them in in believing it's true and then like let's even explore what if the entire world believed this was true would it benefit the world mm-hmm. and I kind of mentally went through that and, and I mean it's in each shift as well because what good is it if it applies to me and then I would get like all in my head where I'm like is it true for every single person and Eric's like you're not Einstein and the theory of relativity. And I'm like, but what if I am? <laughs> um, but, but really, if every person was operating from their inherent wholeness and being able to hold this space that it takes to see where you're um, mistaken or have made errors that hurt other people, the reason why 
we're not walking around acknowledging that I do not believe is because we're monsters. It's because it takes a lot of capacity Mm. and we're, and we're hurt because life is hard, but mostly we're hard on ourselves. Yeah. Well, and And, I I think you and I are both kind of audacious in you've chosen this word. Awesome. I've chosen this word extraordinary. And these are words that like people are very quick to reject. Like, yeah, mm. you're awesome, you're extraordinary mom, but I'm not. People are people don't want to take on that badge because it feels like too high. But why are we so okay with being like, yeah, I'm a very average mom. I'm a very bad mom. Like people are so easy to like label themselves in other ways where it's derogatory and they don't give themselves any opportunity to rise. And like you're saying, like, what if you contributed to the world in a way where you believed you were awesome? Like what, how would that be different than being like, I don't know what I have to offer. Like you're, you're already choosing a lane. Why not just pick a different one and operating that way? Why do you think people aren't willing to, to go there? Yes. And I think that I love that so much. And I think so much of self-improvement or personal development can land us in this space of, okay, I'm going to choose a different lane, but often, and this is what I did, um, and, and it definitely helped me, but there's a point at which you start taking those tools and warping them to reinforce your past beliefs. And so my intention with the book is that it is a cathartic experience just by reading it. Mm. And yes, mantras and there's tools and there's, you know, I wrote it in ways it's sectioned up really nicely. You can grab it and open to any page. It does read from cover to cover, Mm -hmm. but at Mm -hmm. the same time, I just envisioned and wrote to the one at their break point because so often I am the one (laughs) at the breaking point. And so from that very, very compassionate perspective of, I know that you're doing your best. I know that you're giving this your all, even if you don't believe it. Let me for this entire book, believe it for you, Hmm. show it to you. And then in that space, I know, see, I have the lived experience, right? Like I know that when you are in that space, the capacity, the healing, the steps forward to help with whatever um, heartache or physical pain you have, those steps start to rise and it's, you're not going to have to go into extra actions. You're just Mm. like one action that I, that I am asking anybody to do is just enjoy the book. Yeah. And that, that really like after I had the intention when I wrote it, but it wasn't until like I sat down and read it out loud, like to, to my husband and he hadn't read it. And I, I read it out loud because I I needed to do a final proof of it. And I hadn't read it in a long time. <laughs> I just let the editors do, like, cut down, cut it down. And I, I read it from cover to cover. And it was just such a compassionate experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I was – and that's what Eric said, my husband said, too. He's like, this is just so, like, kind. Mm-hmm. Um encouraging and but that's my that's my intention and the reason why I'm harping on that is exactly like you said where we might want to believe we're extraordinary or we might want to believe we're awesome or maybe we can believe it for other people 
but it there's a reason why we're not believing it for ourselves and it's not just because we're idiots and it's not (laughs) there's a lot there's a lot of programming there's a lot of experience there's a lot of um heartache and trauma and there's also just a lot of misinformation yeah one of my favorite sayings is you don't learn truth you remember truth each of the shifts are based in like spiritual principles. It's not like I'm, <laughs> I didn't like, you know, invent the wheel or anything. It's like, um, how they feel means nothing about me and there's no problem to solve. That's one of the shifts that's about surrender mm. and surrender's hard, man, mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> especially for a control freak like me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are, are feeling that too. So Parker, my Parker just started middle school yesterday. And he comes home and he's just like, wow, that's a lot. Like switching classes. And he's like a perfectionist and he likes to be in control. And last year he had one teacher to impress and one teacher's expectations to meet. And he is feeling the weight of seven teachers and all their differences and all their expectations and different locations and all these things. And he's just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, and he's like in tears last night. Like, how am I going to do this? And he just had, he's coming off a very successful year. So he's not that far removed from feeling his very best, from feeling awesome. And now he's feeling like, was it all a lie? <laughs> like, because I don't think I can do this. And, yes. and and I used the word could. And I said, Parker, what if this could be a great year? What if it could be? I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I'm not going to ask you to jump to, this is going to be the most amazing year you've ever had. But what if it could be a great year for you? What if it could? What if there's even a chance? He's like, I don't think it can. And I'm like, but what if it could? Could you just switch that? Could you shift your mm-hmm. word shift yeah. that much? One degree. I'm not asking you to do a 180. I'm asking you to turn 30 degrees and shift to what if this could be a great year? Go into tomorrow only and think today could be a great day. And I'm going to look for evidence that it could be great. And I just kind of felt him just kind of like decreases heart rate and just kind of like there's at least the possibility that I'm awesome. There's at least the possibility that today could be a great day. Because even if it's not, at least there's the option. Otherwise, you're just slamming the door against it. That's so true. And I also think that that concept, what you're offering is hope. Yeah. Yep. And... Hope is, oh, I have lived what it feels like to have no hope. Um, And I I know a lot of us have. When that hope is shut off, um, the coulds and possibilities. And I think that it's important to note, and I love that you, you know, set that up with Parker as well, that my thesis or my intention is not, you're awesome, so you're going to feel this tizzy of excitement at all times. You're going to feel powerful in every moment. You're going to feel like a goddess in each and every turn. No, you're not. So how do you hold to that truth? How do you return? How do you wake mm. up to it when you're in those dark places? How? Because what it does is it takes the, the bottom and it lifts it. It takes the bottom. So when you're bottoming out, you're not bottoming out quite so low. You're not, you're not bottoming out quite into the depths. And I love that you're talking about, um, Parker and his expects Parker sounds a lot like me where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I have all of these expectations to manage of all of these people. 
so let's look at like how this affects our parenting because I think this I was talking to my sister Andrea and she was ordering some shoes for her kids and she was so nice she offered to order some shoes for my kids she had this great discount I was like okay yeah you can buy my kids some shoes thank you right like I'm feeling real appreciate it and so she's ordering these shoes and it was so funny because James her six-year-old who I also quote in my book he wanted these shoes with gold like they're gold and I love them I love these shoes I was like James you have the best taste I've ever seen you're so cool and Andrea is like rolling her eyes like I don't want to order him these shoes (laughs) you know so it's so funny and so she was talking about a neighbor and she was ordering some stuff she goes you know I just really love that neighbor because she doesn't feel the need to have her kids in all the right clothes and all the right programs and all the right things Mm -hmm. okay so this is super interesting wanting our kids to be in the right programs wanting our kids to be in the right things wanting our kids to be having a specific specific experience in middle school elementary school high school we don't want of course we want our kids to be invited to birthday parties of course we want our kids to have friends we're not monsters right Mm -hmm. But so often we are projecting the experiences we believe would have made our life better onto our children. Mm. And the only way to heal that is, and, and not project those beliefs onto our children, is to heal it within ourselves. Mm. And so this then becomes like such, it's so true because I know anybody listening with kids can think of a time when you've been mad or yelling at your kid and you realize like I'm yelling at the 12 year old version of me or the the adult version of me who's this exact same way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like I'm 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 mad at like I was telling you like I was so frustrated with my nine-year-old rad and I was saying the things I was frustrated about and then I stopped and I was kind of like those are all things my husband, my mom, my sister could say about me. <laughs> yeah. We've had this discussion many, many times. The child that is most like us is often the one that we kind of go at the most. Yes. Yes. And so rather than, and you know, people talk about inner child work and all of these different things, but really what it comes down to is you're already awesome is a challenge of acceptance. Mm. It's a challenge of accepting the greatness within you. And as you accept that greatness within you, you allow it in the people around you. And not only do you allow it, you allow it to look different than your awesome. Hmm. You allow it to um, manifest and show up in ways that um, are different than, than you thought. Yeah. Right? Because you're not so specifically looking for something like how we started the conversation you're not looking for the validation to prove the thing you're not looking you're not trying to fill that bucket that has a hole in the bottom so no matter how much you fill it with achievement and outward validation um you know it's never gonna fill and so that's why I'm so excited to just have the conversation with people because like all I'm telling you is you're doing great. That's yeah. like all I'm saying. <laughs> right. 
Right. And and the thing is, especially with you, Allison, and why I've just loved being a part of your, your life's journey is you've had these seasons of of different chapters for yourself. And so you've had your awesome as a successful blogger. You've had your as a successful business coach. You've and then you you just keep kind of morphing into this next thing and dare I say shifting into this next But sometimes when we take a shift, so whether it's shifting from a full-time career to motherhood or from motherhood to the workplace or wherever it is, or maybe it's an empty, you're becoming an empty nester or your kids have needs you didn't expect. These shifts that we can't control, being able to still feel that undercurrent of awesome, of worth, of capability even when the surrounding circumstances look different. You've had a lot of physical challenges in the last few years. COVID changed your business dramatically. And so as those shifts took you out of your your element, like physically, is there still, are you still worthy? Are you still you? Are you still awesome even when it looks different. And I know there's people listening who are in that or have been in that recently or know people going through it where they're just like, how do I believe when I feel removed from that person who used to be so awesome, but I'm not really awesome anymore because of X, Y, or Z. The the perfect visual. Okay. They, they took this picture that is on the cover of my book from an event that I did like four years ago. After I wrote the book, end of 2020, I turn in the book, like literally like December 2020, I turn in the book and my body starts to shut down. So then for a year and a half, I'm in bed. I'm going to doctor's appointment. I'm in massive, massive, massive pain. 2020 shifted my business. I had to let some employees go, which was like a horrible experience. And then um, as my body continued to shut down and I continued to not try to override it by continuing to work, which is what I've done in the past. This is what it looked like. It looked like me writing a book, which was my lifelong goal, and then allowing myself to step away from the internet, allowing myself to step away from essentially what I thought validated the editors and wanting me to even have a book as I have this audience to sell it to. Mm. And so I really believed at one point, I'm like, well, they might, they might cancel my book deal if I do this, but I, I didn't care because that's how much I was to not to, to healing. Like, honestly, that's what it was. Like, that's like, that's how much physical and emotional and mental discomfort I was in. I was like, well, if this is what it takes, this is what it takes. Hmm. So giving myself that space, I eventually let my office go. I eventually let all the employees go. I, you know, had been working out really diligently you know, always, always, always watching what I'm being, even if I don't think I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And so my book is coming out now <laughs> and it's 2022 and I don't have any of the things that I, I thought made me valid and worthy. And the actual picture of the woman on the cover of the book feels like I'm not that beautiful. I'm not that successful. I can't fit into the jumpsuit. I can't, like, I'm not her. When I was, and that was a lot of therapy to like get that visual to realize like where that kind of gap was coming through. And how cool 
that that's where I get to come from to share this message. Mm. It sucks. It's, it's sucked. It's sucked. It's not, it doesn't <laughs> currently suck. It's sucked. It's sucked past tense. Yeah. Right. But I love, I love that for me. I love, yeah. I love a dramatic story. Like I love the story arch of from the bottom, I get to sit here with my bank account, the abysmal medical bills, insane friendships, messy, like all of this, all of this, um, all of the things like, no, no, I'm seriously sitting in my boot, like my messy office space. Like I can't walk from the door to where the computer is. It's like beads and clothes, and <laughs> right? It, it feels like I'm back to where I started 15 years ago is what it feels like. Hmm. It, it, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me and my worthiness to share this message. It has nothing to do. So it's like, without all these trappings, it's hmm. kind of like, um, Whoville and the Grinch Stole Christmas. Like, it feels like success and beauty and, like, this life that made it worthy of celebration was stolen in the night. I'm still awesome. I'm still worthy. I'm still whole. And the thing that I've learned the most is the, I keep, like, the shadow, like, embracing that, that shadow where it's, like, I can be angry and messy and hurt and, um, mm. I can be unsure and confused and insecure and, and be inherently whole and worthy of feeling my wholeness. I can have, you know, people close to me in my life say things that I would never want to hear and still believe myself. Mm. And... That's a really, really terrifyingly powerful place to be in. Like, people should be terrified of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because think how powerful, that is, that is power. That's me. That is true freedom. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted true freedom. I got it. And like all things we want that we get, You're like, I don't know if I would have wanted it if I knew what it was going to take. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in one last time and thank our final show sponsor, and that is Crispy Green. Back in 2004, Crispy Green emerged on the snack scene with one goal, to offer a natural, delicious, healthy snacking option to consumers of all ages. Trust me, if you're a freeze-dried fruit person, you are going to love Crispy Green because they've quickly become the number one freeze-dried fruit brand in the country. Crispy fruit snacks from Crispy Green are 100% pure freeze-dried fruit. No sugar added, additives, preservatives, nothing. So if you're looking for something that has the crunch of a chip, but all the nutrients of a piece of fruit to put in their lunch, Crispy Green is what you want. Like I said, no sugar added, and they're also gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, peanut-free, and if you're looking to stock up on your food storage, Crispy Green products have a three-year shelf life, which is so, so fantastic. All my family members have different preferences as to their favorite. I love the strawberry. My kids like the coconut. Apple's delicious. Trust me, if you're a freeze-dried fruit fan, you're going to love Crispy Green. So we're going to get you, my listeners, 15% off of all products with code TNT15 when you go to shop.crispygreen.com. 
That's 15% off with code TNT15 at crispygreen.com. Thanks again for sponsoring the show. And as, as many authors as I've spoken to on the show and, and in life and things like that, it seems like the very um, thesis of, of their book becomes the life trial that they experience as they're writing it. Yeah. Or the prayers yeah, or the prayers that we send up like, Lord, help me be more humble. Help me to be more, you know, devoted or grateful or whatever it is. And it's just like, ooh, well, I didn't know it was kind of going to be this like crashing down of, of yeah. this like – you know, school of hard knocks, like not really sure he signed up for that version, but, but it is so true, but it's, it really is just the stripped down version of you. And it's the same message through and through. It's just packaged differently than it used to be. And so I want you to think about the place that you're in, the lessons you've learned in the last few years, the message that you wrote a few years ago and that you had been working towards in this book, that message is consistent the message of believing yeah. in yourself and believing in others and seeing the best in others, you'll you'll see more of what you're looking for. That is that has been unchanged. But how are you going out into the world now, today, tomorrow, in a year? How are you marching forward now differently than a few years ago? You know, I think the biggest difference is the undercurrent of peace. I'm not running on adrenaline and a dysregulated nervous system, which is really what um, helped my body shut down, mm-hmm. was that uh, just, you know, being in a state of fight and flight for 30 years. Um, and so even if I crushed the keynote or through the biggest most glorious event and have people coming up to me weeping saying it changed their life um I still my body still quite returned to a place of peace or calm Hmm. and the the healing the awareness it's like I was building the capacity to heal for the past 10 years Mm. I was building the capacity to hold what needed to happen for me to to not feel that way anymore it's really different it's Mm. just a really different experience I still get anxiety I still feel just I still feel feelings have feelings (laughs) but being able to like the like I realized, and I was talking to a woman, and it helped me remember so much, like, how I lived for so long. She was saying, you know, she had helped my cousin with the flowers for a wedding. And she's like, when I'm working on a project, nobody can talk to me about anything beyond that project. Like, that's the only thing I can talk about. That's all that I can handle. And that's how I lived my whole life. Mm -hmm. The next thing that I was working on was the only company and space that I could make Mm -hmm. in myself Mm -hmm. right yeah and so the way that the message and is the way that everything is happening right now is and this this was the this was the ultimatum that I threw to God I wanted to quit I was my body was already starting to feel crappy it was the you know 2020 rough 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 and then I got a book deal and I was like no 
that's not how this is going to go. You're not going to give me what I want when I'm finally giving myself permission to not kill myself and like work myself into the ground. Boo, boo on you. I'm not <laughs> doing it. Oh no. Yeah. And I said, I'm not going to do it the way that I lived. I'll do this. Okay, fine, fine. I'll do it. God, I'll do it. But one, I'm not writing it. You're writing it. I'll show up to my computer. I'll be brave. And, but like, I don't know what to say. And mm. two, um, it's, it can't feel how it's always felt. And so the challenge for myself was to do all the pieces in joy. Mm. And I did. And so that's, that's the difference is there was always joy and enthusiasm before that wasn't performed. I mean, like mm-hmm. that was true. There was just that undercurrent of, um, terror mm-hmm. at all times as well. And so to be able to hold even more space for joy and feel joy and enjoy it. That's the difference is like not just fleeting moments of enjoyment, but like I, I can enjoy it. Yeah. Not, it's pretty different for me. That is pretty different <laughs> and enjoying it while you're in it versus being able to look back and be like, Oh yeah, I can be proud of that. But being proud of it in the moment Versus only being able to get past something, look back. Okay, yeah, that was a job well done. Wait a second, it's already gone. It's already gone. Yeah. And it made me think when you were saying that, like when you're so unifocused on one thing, and I can identify with this too, like you're just all consumed with one thing. Think about what you're missing out on. Like there's a whole world spinning around you. There's people. There's people trying to get in. And, and it could be very good good things. But when you're just laser focused, you're missing on the nuance of God being able to interject and be like, but what about this? Or what about this way? Or what about this person? And just the the being present just kind of keeps that door open to that to the nuance that things could look a little different and still be okay. And that is like exactly what you were saying to Parker, where yeah, you're like, right. the, it's, and it's, it's a different, it really is so different from saying you're, everybody loves you. You're going to do great yeah. in school. You won't fail. Um, you're, you're going to be able to do it all. That's, that's great. Yeah. But also saying, Okay, let's say that you can't manage the expectations of seven teachers and you can't people please all of these people. You're still good, guy. Yeah. You're still good. What could happen? Like And that's what and that's what I told him too. I'm like, "Do you know what? Middle school grades like literally don't matter at all. They like literally they literally don't. They don't follow you anywhere." And he's like, "Really? Like it doesn't like impact high school and then high school impacts college?" No. Like, it's just like this abyss of just like nothingness. And so it's a, it's two years for you to, to grow academically, like grow in good habits, see what works for you, see what doesn't, see what classes you enjoy and what classes come easily so you can challenge yourself in those areas and loosen up in others and, and, and work on this, work on this panic, work on this control and see if by the time you get to high school, when those things will matter more, not and I'll be all, but they'll matter more. Can we work on these next two years to get you to a place where you're ready and raring to go for that? It's okay. And if you end up getting straight A's, well done. And if you don't, nobody cares. And nobody cares, right? And it's so fleeting if you do get straight A's. 
It's so true, and it's so interesting. We were talking about this as well. The different, like, the different things our children bring up, their different personality traits. And I think that we can, you know, from a place of fear, want to, like, you know, that perfectionism, which you share with Parker, right? Mm-hmm. Or recovering perfectionist people, pleasers as we are. Yeah. Um, like, want to beat it out of them, kind of, in yeah. a gentle way. Yeah. But, like, it, like, get it out. Like, no, 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 it doesn't. It's okay. It's okay. And I was, t- I've been talking, um, I've been teaching uh, 13-year-olds at church. And so, um, 13, 14-year-olds. Uh, and... I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with them. (laughs) And it's been this really fun experience of I'm like, I don't even want to go to church, but like, I love my 14 year olds, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I got to talk to one of their moms yesterday and they were telling me like how much I brought all my crystal and beads and had them talk about symbolism in the old Testament and the symbolism of stones. And we made these bracelets you know, and the thing, well, the thing that like, I'm realizing so much, they're like, you're just, they, they, they listen to you. They listen to you. And like, one of them was having a hard time with some like girls bullying her and she tatted me and it just meant so much. And her mom was like, thank you. I'm so glad that she was able to text you. And really what it is, is I have no agenda. They're not, they're not my 13, 14 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no agenda and my only agenda at this point is love mm. and acceptance. That's my only agenda and not even love in the way that I think that people should accept it, but just love in the way that I can share it and then hope it's good. Yeah. Right? hope it works. And if it works, it works. And if not, that's all I could do. Right. <laughs> and it, it really was like, you know, it's so easy for me to skip over that and not even acknowledge that that conversation happened yesterday. Like I haven't told anybody about it. I probably wouldn't have told anybody about yeah. it. Right? How how often we do that. But that right there like I don't know how many copies of the book I'll sell and I just really can't control it. Mm-hmm. I really can't. Mm-hmm. I really used to think I could. I can control it to a certain degree. Like I can contribute to it, but I can't yeah. control it. Yeah, that's right. And so that contribution, it's at the end of the day being able to say, I'm proud of my contribution. My, I'm proud of my imperfect contribution. Mm. I'm, I'm proud of my imperfect contribution no matter how it's received. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. It's like there's no amount of reception that's ever going to feel Like, let's say, let's say my book gets New York Times bestseller list. Let's say I get on Good Morning America. Let's say all of that happens. What, you know me, what, what am I going to do with that? The next one has to do that. And the next one has to do that. And the next one wasn't as good as the one before. Yeah. Yeah, it can certainly be a vicious cycle for sure. Okay, so for people that this has piqued their interest, they want to pick up your already awesome. Where can they find out more, Allison? So uh, I have a 
website dedicated to the book and it's called your already awesome.com shocking um so it's y-o-u-r-e already awesome.com and that's a link to all the places you can find the book but I also made a really fun like personality it's called what's your awesome magic and I'm so excited about it it's really fun and so it's just this fun cute quiz and then there's 12 shifts in the book and so it will like help you see like which shifts could be empowering for you. So it's, it's just a fun thing, but also check out the book or you want to take the quiz or you just want to, you know, learn more about whatever you're already awesome.com. So that's the best place for people to continue our journey together. That's amazing. <laughs> and I'll link everything at extraordinarymomspodcast.com as well. If you don't have a pen and paper handy. Wasn't that just so good? I am so grateful to Allison for coming on, for sharing about the book, about some of the shifts that you'll read about in your already awesome. I really encourage you to pick up this book. It is getting rave reviews, not just from people that know her and love her like me, but from everybody across the board. It is a gentle book. It is a loving book. It is a hard fought book to get to these truths that have really changed her life. And I know they'll change yours as well. So I'll link to everything at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com so you could pick up a book. You're already awesome. Allison, I am so, so proud of you, and it is just such a beautiful book. And if you want to find a little snippet about me in the book, I am on page 88. So if you are reading along and you get to page 88, look for a little story about me and Allison and something that I told her that I vaguely remember telling her, and I stand by what I said. <laughs> but I'm glad it was uh, so important to her in, in that moment and kind of helped her to shift some of her perspective. Anyhow, thanks so much for tuning in the podcast today. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist3. And like I said, everything will be linked at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.